Commiss Radio Show. The champ is here back again. Back again, as we used to say, back in the 1990s. Uh, that's a long time ago. In full effect. I think it was the 80s, man. Wow. A long time. A long time. Take these off for a second. You know, this radio show is loved by many, hated by few, respected by all, with second to none. Today we uh, have a new producer today. We've thrown him into the lion's den. As I've often said, I'm an old lion, but I still have my teeth and I can still bite. You know, we're talking about a lot of things in uh, this uh, uh, U.S. of A., the United States of America. The only thing united is uh, the United States uh, sign. And we got a call in already? We got a call in already. So what we're going to go ahead and do, as you know, what has uh, happened before in Dallas, uh, uh, we had a situation in which a uh, Indian American was attacked uh, in Plano, Texas. We're going to play a little bit of that first, and then we're going to get to our caller. All right, go ahead and play the clip, please. Yeah, wow. <laughs> again and as you know she called the cops and uh, what ended up happening is I'm just talking to you with with my hands up in the air because I don't understand this whole situation that occurred in which in plain old Texas plain old Texas in plain old Texas an Indian American was assaulted no we had four of them were, were assaulted by a Mexican-American, Hispanic, who assumed white privilege in her attack. And it was considered a, a, a race crime, a hate crime. And I believe we have our caller in right now. Caller, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. This uh, is Faison Saeed with CARE Texas. All right, Faison Saeed with uh, CARE, right? That's right. Okay, go ahead and uh, uh, state your name again because we're getting all this set up. We want to make sure that everybody understands what happened. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you called. I'm very uh, exceedingly happy that you called. We're going to put this on our Facebook page so you'll be able to share it as well. Assalamu alaikum, my brother. Welcome, Salam. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, just to give your audience some more insight, Basically, on Wednesday night, four Indian women were just out in Plano eating at a restaurant, minding their own business. And as they were leaving, 
this um, Hispanic woman came up to them and started to just be belligerent, started to curse them out, started to threaten them. And then it was, this was all caught on camera. And on at least two or three occasions, she physically assaulted uh, two of these individuals uh, as well. Now, what's shocking is that these women were just like, well, what, what's going on? What did we do? And she says, uh, as you showed in your quote, uh, and showed in that clip, that, you know, she hates Indians. There's too many Indians in, in, in this country. And what's odd is that, as you had mentioned, she says that she's Mexican-American, but she's a real American, while these Indian women are somehow not real Americans. And because of that, she has every right to insult them, curse them out, and attack them. Um, which I think is very shocking for all of us who live here in North Texas. Now, it was shocking to me is that we had this conversation yesterday, and I, I'm very elated that you called. Uh, we we worked on uh, uh, on our presentation on this, and as I was uh, articulating with you, uh, th this this hatred that that exists now. Uh, is not directed just specifically at, at, at African-American black people. No, it's, it's, it's anybody that's the other. And a lot of times the other is, is people who have accents. And, and in this particular case, we have someone who has assumed whiteness. They're not white, but they're white when they want to be. And white is not a color. White is a condition of power. White is a condition of power. Nowhere in, in, in the world is white considered a race unless you're dealing with people who are not white. In Europe, if you have a room full of quote unquote white people, then they divide themselves up into French, German, Italian, Irish. But when they come into a situation where there are the other people, which is me or you, then they become white, which imbues them with superhuman characteristics, as in this particular case, uh, I believe her name was Elsmorelda. I don't remember Upton, uh, if I recall correctly. Uh, then she became not only Mexican-American, she became white. She assumed white privilege. Hmm. Yeah, I think what you said is really um, kind of, you're hitting the head, uh, nail on the head. So if you look at the clip, these women, they call 911 and they say that we're being attacked and insulted by a white woman. And then um, the assailant basically, you know, yelled at them, no, I'm Mexican-American. And after she said that, she actually tried to kind of, you know, change a little bit. And she said, I'm a peacemaker. I'm sorry. She kind of apologizes. And then immediately she goes back uh, and starts cursing them out, yelling at them. And it was worse than even before. So you have this real uh, extreme um, behavior that's being done. Um, and I think you kind of mentioned it, uh, you hit the nail on the head, is that when they called her white, that's when she's like, no, I'm not white, I'm Mexican American. And she really does sort of calm down a little bit. But then immediately right after that, she then assumes that again and starts being belligerent, uh, attacking. And by then, maybe two minutes later when the police show up. Well, the police, they showed up. Why didn't they arrest the lady then? That's a good question. I mean, I think this is something that we 
often uh, find is that when these types of incidents happen, even though there's multiple witnesses, even though it's recorded, the police don't make an arrest right then and there. It took them a whole 24 hours before they decided to make any arrest uh, in this case. We're grateful though that they did make an arrest and they charged her with multiple crimes, including uh, terrorism, believe it or not, um, which, you know, I think it, it helps share the seriousness of the situation. And they also investigated the hate crime. But the fact that it has, you know, like the person couldn't have been arrested right then and there, they have to wait another day, um, is also a little bit troubling. Well, she must, now, uh, she must have been drunk or something. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's the deal with her, you know. She, she was kind of thrown off the way she was making all these comments and accusations and everything. What, what, what was the name of the restaurant? What kind of restaurant was this? It's called... Uh, 60 uh, Vine, uh, which is in Plano, Texas. So um, it's you know it's like a it's like a typical evening style of restaurant. And um, you know even if she was drunk or not drunk, none of that excuses that excuse. type of behavior. No. Racism cannot be excused through drinking or, or anything of that nature. And um, the fact that she just went after these four women, repeatedly attacked them, and this video was on for about five and a half six minutes or so. And she just is relentless and doesn't leave them alone until finally the police get there. So this type of hatred is definitely something that was inside of that individual. And, um, you know, one of our board members, she's Hispanic American, and she felt compelled to be on our press release that CARE sent out, in which she said that you don't speak for the Hispanic community, you don't speak for the Mexican community, and she even spoke on Telemundo in Spanish to um, build solidarity and love between the Muslim community and the Mexican-American community, uh, which is completely against what this um, this individual is doing uh, at that restaurant. Now, say that again. What about Telemundo now? Oh, I was saying one of our board members, uh, she's Mexican-American, right. she speaks Spanish. So she was so moved by the situation that happened that she wanted to go out and say, as a Mexican-American, you don't speak for me, uh, you don't speak for the Mexican community. And then Telemundo, uh, which is sort of the Hispanic uh, news station here in the United States, they uh, interviewed her and they actually had her comment on this incident. Hmm. Damage control all the way around. Now tell us about your organization. So CARE stands for the Council on American-Islamic Relations, where uh, the largest civil rights and advocacy organization for Muslims in the United States. And we actively take on cases of discrimination, racism, bigotry, and uh, part of our work is also like to work with the Muslim community to get them more actively involved. For example, getting them involved in the political process, making sure that they're out there in the news speaking about our community, rather than letting others do that, and doing outreach workshops, educational workshops, and training our next generation. Now you say uh, the CARE stands for what again? Council of... I want everyone to yeah, it's for the uh, Council on American Islamic Relations, and um, there's about 30 or so chapters of care all across the country, and our office is specifically the office here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Now, I'm not going to ask you how many members you have. That's not relevant. But what is relevant is we need more people to support care because care is considered by some people on the radical right. Uh, they seem to be uh, individuals that 
Uh, let's take a quick break right quick. And then we'll get right back. Hey, you know, whenever I want good Cajun food, I go to Thibodeau's, located at 107 North Cedar Ridge in Duncanville, Texas. They're really hot, just like the Commission Radio Show in Thibodeau's. Hot is this gumbo. We will see you later at Thibodeau's. Hi, this is Howard Scott from The Howard Scott Show. Coming to you from beautiful Arlington, Texas on Fishbowl Radio. You can catch me every Wednesday from 6 to 7. And we play all this war music. And you get to hear some of the songs that I wrote when I was in the band War. How I created the songs, the stories behind it. And we start off with the blues. You have a good time talking to me. So tune in every Wednesday from 6 to 7 and catch The Howard Scott Show. We're having a whole lot of fun on Fishbowl Radio. Jump in. All right, we have to get all those drops in. We're running a little behind on the drops, so uh, please forgive me. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to Commish Radio Show. Uh, and I'd like to send a special shout-out to uh, former Councilwoman Diane Ragsdale, who's tuning in right now on the Commish Radio Show. Uh, we have our caller in who's uh, with the Council of American Islamic Relations. Uh, so he's here to talk to us about the conditions uh, that it occurred, not the condition, the assault that occurred in uh, Plano, Texas. Uh, Faziz, uh, we're back again. All right, so we, we were talking about care and supporting care. Uh, how can we support care? There's a lot of ways to support the work of care. On a very individual and personal level, I think all Americans should really understand that anti-Muslim bigotry and Islamophobia like other forms of bigotry, is not just targeted against the Muslim community. Rather, the, the community is scapegoated by politicians, by news outlets, by hate groups, in order to uh, advance their own short-term gains. Meaning, for example, after September 11th, you saw the demonization of the American Muslim community through the Patriot Act and other acts, and initially that targeted our community. However, those laws and those rulings that are initiated after September 11th now impact all Americans, meaning that all of us have less privacy rights. All of us, when we travel at the airport, we are uh, constantly, you know, uh, part of intense um, uh, background check interrogation as we go through flying. Uh, right now, after the uh, January 6th assault, the laws that are used against the American Muslim community are now being used against these people who basically try to overthrow the United States government. So one of the things I think all of us can do is understand that Islamophobia is not just bad for the Muslim community, but it really helps create a, a series of laws and an atmosphere in which all communities can be targeted. Uh, ways to help out, though, just to be more specific, is, of course, volunteer. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities that we do. Our office does a lot of events, and um, October the 1st, if you live in the Texas area, we're going to be doing our first Muslim Cultural Festival in Austin, Texas. Love to have people come out for that. If anybody's interested in the other financial resources, of course, consider donating. If you're a lawyer uh, and you're looking to do pro bono work, we have a lot of cases involving employment uh, discrimination, uh, issues in jails, issues while traveling, so much more. Uh, so we're always looking to expand our network of attorneys as well. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. We wanted to make sure that we get that in. As you know, we say this radio show is the best radio show from Como to the Congo. 
during the second hour, we're starting this show from four to five, and during the second hour, we're going to talk about uh, things that have occurred elsewhere in Dallas and sunny South Dallas as well. But we want to work our way from north to south, as we always work our way from north to south, and then from Fort Worth, where we say the the best radio show from Como, which is in west, and we work our way all the way to east uh, to to the Congo in Africa. So we're doing everything we can to get the word out. Uh, the, the the four ladies that were assaulted in Plano, are, are they all right today? The good thing is, yes, they're all right. They were shook up after the incident happened. But on Thursday and Friday morning, we heard the charges that this woman was arrested and that she's being charged all these uh, different actions. So they do feel that the city listened, the police department listened, and the community supported them. So they're doing uh, quite well. So we really appreciate everybody's prayers and public support. And we hope that, you know, unfortunately, these hate incidents will probably happen again in the future. When they do, we got to stand as a community together against them. All right, good. Sounds good. We appreciate you calling in. Give them my regards and let them know they have a friend over here at the Commission Radio Show. You have a friend as well. Uh, we want to make sure that we support our Islamic brothers because we're all in this one world together. We belong to the same race, the human race. And uh, so injustice anywhere is a, is a threat to j justice everywhere. So that being said, we'd like to, again, thank you for calling in. And if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. I receive your emails uh, frequently every week. I, I, I knew of you before you knew of me. So I, I thank oh, you very wonderful. much for that. And uh, we have mutual friends. Iman Omar is a good friend of ours as well. I studied uh, Islam at SMU as well. So I'm very much familiar and also supportive of my brother's uh, in the Islamic world. So thank you. We will get through this, inshallah. Inshallah. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Now. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, Randy. Appreciate that. Well, what do you think? This is your first day on the job with me, and, and you... You, you look shaky, huh? <laughs> yeah, y'all don't understand. And and we're going to come back on, on the second hour, and we're going to do some... Uh, more work from sunny South Dallas, so uh, we 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 put we put Remy here uh, on a hot seat, man. He he come in and and he, you know I I don't look like the most favorable person in the world to a lot of people. Six foot two, well over two hundred and fifty pounds, and it's like if he gets mad, man, I can't hurt nobody now. I'm old, I can't do that. But some people don't want to take a chance on that kind of thing. I guess not. But you know that's where we're at. Uh, so what we are, what we're doing now is we want to make sure that you know where it's at by doing what you did here, which is tune in to the Commission Radio Show. And in regards to what happened in Plano, what we did as well, we put pressure on through social media because they, meaning uh, the lady who attacked the four Indian women, she got off. That she she walked out, she she walked out. There was no no, there was no reason for that, and she just walked away from the scene without any issues. And if it wasn't for the fact that it was recorded on this thing called a telephone, 
you wouldn't have you wouldn't have seen it it wouldn't have been viral and that would have been the end of it and the policeman the policeman came and did not arrest anybody she got away with it she invoked whiteness at that particular point the the policeman who was white looked at this issue and said what am i going to do which one is whiter than the other it's sort of like a Mr. Rogers type thing. I hate to put Mr. Rogers in this thing. Uh, Sesame Street, one of these things belongs with the other. That kind of song that they used to sing. Remy, remember that, don't you? Yeah, so, you know, what ends up happening was the white police officers say, I got a situation where these Indians are being attacked. They're being attacked. This lady here attacked them. I'm not going to arrest her because she appears to be white in comparison to the ladies over here on the left. Four women were attacked. Let's run that back. And when we come back, we'll let you guys go and we'll start the second show. All right? Just run back the uh, whole uh, clip. Yes. All right. See, Remy's first day. Let's go. What'd you do? I don't hear it. I don't hear anything. Go live. Go live with me. As you can see. Who did you do? Go back to India. Go back to India. Why? We don't want you here. You don't want to hang out with people like you. We don't want you here. If things are so great in your country, then stay there. We were not talking to you. You came here. Get lost. Oh, oh, oh. Come, come closer. Come She's hitting my friend now. I am not hitting your friend. You guys are all about. I don't know, but don't she know. just hit my hand. She tried to hit my phone again. I'm in a video. Yeah. I'm at the 69th parking lot. Oh, here. Can you here please send some cops here? 
oh, these fucking Indians, they come to America because they want a better life. Yes, But they're obviously not living the great life in India. No, she has a farm, but I'm scared. If you even talk to you, why did you walk up to us to talk to you? Because yes. I hate you fucking Indians, that's why. So you, you if you guys come Mexican. to our country... If you are Mexican, why don't you go back to Mexico? And you want to say you're Mexican, how come does that make sense? I'm a Mexican-American. I was born here. What makes you think that you're not Mexican? What makes you think that you're Because of the way you speak. Because I'm, I'm a Mexican-American, but I speak you. The four of us were talking. What, why would you come and talk to us and make a racist comment? Now she's hitting the third person. I'm you not going to talk to you when you have your fucking don't camera on. If you want to turn your fucking camera off, I'm happy to talk. Oh, turn it off. And we are cheese. And in the end, she goes ahead and throws more shade. She talks about how slim she is and how many pounds the women weigh. Again, privilege exerts itself again and also body shaming. Body shaming. And men, we don't generally care about body shaming. You, you can talk about a man and, you know, uh, and, and that, that's generally it. And he just like, you know, whatever. He, he may get mad or angry or whatever, but he doesn't like put a whole bunch of emphasis into the body shaming. But women on the other end, they do. But this is where we're at, folks. We get ready to go to our close of the first hour. We have to realize that racism is alive in America. And, well, it's always been alive. And it's never went anywhere. And we seem to fool ourselves by thinking it went somewhere when we elected Barack Obama to be president. But yet, we found out the hard way when Trayvon Martin was walking home, eating Skittles and drinking Arizona iced tea. That racism was alive when someone came and killed him. And keep in mind, who killed him, that person exerted white privilege as well. And he wasn't white as well. Up until that time that he killed Trayvon, he had always considered himself Hispanic. 
And then when that occurred, he became white. White is a condition of power. It's not a condition of race. Oppression is what we're dealing with. The oppression of people who happen to be Americans, but who are considered the other. I was born an American, but I was also born the other. Being part of the other has made me what I am today. I'm determined. Determined to fight oppression, determined to fight racism by any means necessary. But we need allies. We need allies, as Martin Luther King once said, we need our white brothers and sisters to stand up when they see injustice. Well, we saw that happen when the George Floyd murder occurred last two years ago. But we're seeing this every day occur. It could be just as simple as slapping someone in a restaurant parking lot or killing somebody through official police and state oppression. That's the reason why we fight. We fight because it's the right thing to do. Thank you for tuning in to Commission Radio Show, our number one. And when we come back, we'll give you more local news. Thank you. Hey, this is Cheryl Smith, and when I'm looking for news and information, I tune in to The Commish on Saturdays. I got so much trouble on my mind, refuse to lose. Here's your ticket, cause the drama get wicked. The cool to you and the push the back, the black attack. So I sack and tap and slap the mac. Now I'm ready to mic it. I'm Chris Howell, co-founder of the Chris Howell Foundation. The Chris Howell Foundation, our goal is to strengthen individuals and families in the areas of financial literacy, mental health, and health in general. If you need assistance in any of these areas, I invite you today to go and check out our website, chrishowellfoundation.org. That's chrishowellfoundation.org. Who was that masked man? You mean you don't know? That was no masked man. That was the commish. Saturdays from 5 to 6 p.m. on the Fishbowl Radio Network. This is John Cruzeau, your Democratic candidate for District Attorney for Dallas County. Thank you to the Commish and Ed Gray and the Commish Radio Show.
Hey, this is Pastor Albert and Lady LaVon. Catch our show, Walk for Talk Ministries, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. On our show, you'll be able to hear real-life testimonials and real-world experiences, informing, inspiring, educating, uplifting, and encouraging you in your Christian walk. All while having fun and being transparent. So tune in Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for Walk the Talk Ministries. Where we just don't talk about it, we be about it. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network Network has amassed over the last 11 years with over 6 million impressions a month and growing. This is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Did you know that Proverbs 31 woman was also an entrepreneur? It's true, but somehow we struggle to embrace our businesses as the God-anointed ventures they truly are. Well, I'm Tiana B. Clewis, executive pastor and owner of a multi-million dollar consulting firm, and I want to invite you to join me on Saturday, October 1st at Ambitious Dreamers, The Pouring. Claim your seat at www.thepouring.life so you can be equipped with the practical and biblical strategies you need to embrace your business as a means of financial abundance and ministry. Space is limited, so register now at www.thepouring.life I may never have met you we don't go way back maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did but when you wear a mask you have my respect because your mask doesn't protect you it protects me I wear my mask to protect you Mask Up America. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.US. Jump in.
said enough, tell her you love her Every time that your baby comes across your mind Yeah And if you think your girl wants the world, just give it to her Be the sunshine that brightens up her life Champ is here, loved by many, hated by few, respected by all, 
second to none, the second hour, the second hour, as we often say, this radio show is the best radio show from Como to the Congo. If you're in Fort Worth, you know where Como's at, and if you're part of the world, which clearly you are, you've been listening to us on FBRN.us, and also Spotify, Spotify, Remy, we got Spotify, Spotify, Remy, uh, man, Gabe, and Remy, they, they running the boards and controls and everything. They called me up this morning and said, hey, it's been updated. Spotify has been updated. You know, I, hey, I, I was ready to go on strike. I was going to go on strike on my own show. I was going to Spotify. I was saying, I got to find my, you know, like back in the day, they said, I got to have my, my MTV. I, I like saying, I got to have my Ed Gray on Spotify. I looked on Spotify. It wasn't there. I looked on Spotify the next week. It wasn't there. I looked on Spotify the following week. It wasn't there. Guess what? It's there. Subscribe to it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Remy, this is your first time on the show. It's what is that? that is, what? See, that's why Remy, this is his first time on the show. He, do that again, Remy. This time you can do it on purpose. This time. <laughs> But Remy, this is his first time on the show, and, and we covered during the first hour. If you've been looking at this show, we do two hours, two hours, and it's not two hours of the same content. I can't listen to myself talk for two solid hours. I can't do it. I have to break it up. One hour I talk about this, the next hour I talk about the other thing. First hour, we had Fazin Saeed with the uh, Council of American Islamic Relations. Uh, we talked about the lady who was not the lady. We talked about the two ladies. Wait a minute. Hold on. The three ladies. Wait a minute. Four ladies. Four ladies were assaulted. Assaulted. Assaulted in plain old Texas. Plain old Texas by, uh, well, race is important in this thing. I know someone said, why you always bringing up race? It's important. Because the lady invoked white supremacy in attacking these women who are Indian. She called them all kind of racist and bigotry names. But that's what we talked about the first hour. That's up in Plano, Texas. That's North Dallas. Where violent things normally don't happen, right? Because they always say it happened in South Dallas, right? No, that happened in North Dallas. But you know, in South Dallas, the sun is always shining because, well, we have people like former councilwoman Diane Ragsdale with ICDC. ICDC, you don't know what it's about? Go on the website, check them out. You know, they're building houses throughout South Dallas and East Dallas. Mill City. Mill City, a lot of people don't even know nothing about Mill City. Mill City is a section of South Dallas, a neighborhood in South Dallas. You know, Fraser Court area, all of that. You know, what she's doing in that neighborhood is phenomenal. Changing the narrative, creating a new narrative that things happen in sunny South Dallas because the sun never sets, always shining. Through these numerous Texas floods, as Stevie Ray Vaughan used to say, the Texas floods. But now we got a situation while well, we're turning up in South Dallas, turning it up and making it green. You know, environmental justice 
is what I'm doing my PhD on, environmental justice. And I'm talking about places like Joppy, Texas. Well, that's another section of Dallas. Joppy and West Dallas, Oak Cliff, that's my hood. We're talking about places there where environmental justice is not just. We also talk about environmental sustainability. Environmental sustainability is what we try to do when we recycle. Recycling is part of environmental sustainability. It's where we try to slow the roll of this planet from dying. You know, it's like Marvin Gaye used to say, mercy, mercy me, the ecology. Things are not what they used to be. Well, things are not what they used to be. But Remy, he has this clip that uh, the Commission Radio Show did earlier this week. Uh, and Remy, this is his first time doing the show. And he was like amazed. He went on my Facebook page and he was like, all this happened this week? Yep, all this happened this week. So Remy, let's play the clip. It was on Tuesday at ICDC in South Dallas when this happened. Let's play the clip, Remy. This is a this is a good occasion, right? And had we had known that this occasion would bring about nine inches of rain, we would have done it in July. Uh, but no, good to be here. And even as we are here, we do want to uh, bear in mind that uh, there's still some flooding going on in the city, and uh, various people in our city that are addressing that. Uh, definitely want to keep our neighbors in our, in our hearts and in, in our prayers. Uh, we're here to celebrate uh, the joyous occasion of flipping the switch, uh, the installation of solar uh, energy here in South Dallas at Inner City Community Development Corporation. My name is Billy Lane. I'm the Assistant Executive Director for ICDC, as we affectionately call it. Uh, I want to, uh, our program is rather short, and we're going to hear uh, from uh, some distinguished members here. Councilman Balsadua, District 7. Uh, we'll be here shortly. Uh, I want to at this time introduce Mr. Johnny Richardson. And Mr. Johnny Richardson is the program manager for the Green Mountain Energy Sun Club. I want to ask Mr. Richardson to come up. And we are so happy to celebrate this morning um, with ICDC on this special occasion. Green Mountain Energy is the nation's longest serving renewable energy retailer. Founded, and they founded the Sun Club in 2002 to advance sustainability by partnering with organizations thoughtfully engaged in the communities that we serve. This year marks our 20th anniversary of giving. And in these past 20 years, we supported projects promoting renewable energy, resource conservation, education, awareness, clean transportation, and sustainable agriculture. Thanks to the contributions from Green Mountain Energy, its employees, and most importantly, the customers who donate to the Sun Club program, we were able to provide a sustainability grant of nearly $130,000 to ICDC for a 50.8 kilowatt solar array that will significantly reduce the organization's electricity costs and impact on the environment while serving as an educational tool and increasing ICDC's resilience. This new system is anticipated 
to offset about 78% of the building's energy needs. The energy cost savings from the new solar array will allow more than 360 individuals to receive one-on-one -on -one home ownership counseling sessions. We are honored to partner with ICDC to, to create a stable, safe, and vibrant community in the South Dallas neighborhoods focused on the creation of generational wealth. Through working with the Sun Club, I've learned that sustainability is more than environmental stewardship. We believe in solutions that not only benefit the planet, but also benefit the people and the local communities that we serve. And that is exactly why we chose to partner with ICDC. To date, the Sun Club has donated nearly $12 million, supporting over 145 unique projects across Texas and the Northeast. And the one that we are celebrating here today is no exception, and we're just getting started. If you know of another nonprofit that's interested in applying for a Green Mountain Energy Sun Club grant, I would encourage them to check us out at greenmountain.com backslash sun club. And uh, yeah, and they'll be talking with me, and uh, I would love to be able to meet them. So send them my way. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, Johnny. Uh, I love, uh, I love that number that you that, that, that you made us aware of, reducing our energy, uh, offsetting our energy needs by seventy eight percent. Why do I love that? Because I have to sign the next bill. <laughs> this time, we want to uh, introduce some of our partners. Uh, a project of this size cannot happen without partnerships. It is impossible. Anytime you see this type of success, uh, it's all because of partnerships. Uh, I want to introduce uh, Tracy Wallace. Uh, these are just introductions uh, of Green Careers Dallas. Tracy was very instrumental in helping uh, uh, kick this project off, uh, bring us into it, and really uh, uh, just kind of bringing it together. So Tracy Wallace is to my right. I also want to introduce Mark Cullen of Skygate Construction. And Mark, uh, give him a hand, give him a hand. I told Mark that I barely recognize him because for the last two months, every time I've seen him, he is drenched from head to toe in sweat, being on a metal roof. And, and uh, uh, But every time I saw him, he had, he had a smile on his face. He was determined to get the job done. Uh, and then his apprentice, Kiera, uh, right here to my right. You should know, Kiara is also a veteran. She is a veteran oh, Marine. Yeah. Uh, more than that, uh, I, I, the first time I met Kiara, I said, you are a soldier, because I don't think I'd be standing on that roof as hot as it is. And she did it with a smile on her face. Uh, and so uh, these partners very critical to uh, us accomplishing this effort, uh, not to mention uh, Green Mountain. Uh, I think Tracy and then here. Alright, we're going to go ahead and have Tracy come up. Give her a hand. Thank you. Hi, 
change y'all. Tracy Wallace, Green Careers Dallas. Our mission is to disrupt poverty through green career training and community education. And we do that uh, through solar installation training since 2017. Um, solar has a pathway of advancement. It starts at a living wage and um, we're just uh, thrilled um, that uh, Kira is here today. We're thrilled that ICDC wanted to go down this, travel this path. And um, as, as I like to say, solar installed anywhere is a learning lab. And this is on a prominent corner in South Dallas. And um, uh, thanks to Ms. Ragsdale, we want to go forward with this. It's going to be here shining as a beacon. Uh, for what can be, not only for building owners, um, but for workers, and um, right here in the heart of South Dallas. So we're just thrilled. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I'm Kiara Clemens. I am a GCP graduate as well as an employee of Skygate Solar. And if you told me two years ago I'd have a career in solar, I wouldn't believe you. Um, when I got out of the military, uh, my transition was a little bumpy. I uh, found myself dealing with some housing issues, which kind of led me down a path of looking at alternative ways of living. Uh, that led me down to university, where I learned a lot about uh, tiny homes and van conversions, and that was my introduction to solar energy. Um, and then, you know, perusing on the internet, I found a calendar uh, that offered some, some solar training, and that's where I got introduced to Mark McCullough and Tracy Wallace. I took their, their class, and just the education was an immediate, immediate uh, transition into actually being able to apply the work. So having the opportunity to work on a project such as this and also to understand the background of ICDC is just a pleasure and an honor to, to work on the project. So you know, again, thank you for allowing me to share my story and allowing me to work on the project. I want to take just a moment uh, to introduce uh, uh, our, some, we have some board members here, as well as some staff, and again, this is all about the team. We, we cannot do this alone. Uh, so in our audience uh, this morning, we have Dr. Hatch. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, while we wait on uh, Councilman Biles to do it. It's going to be a while before we Okay, I'll do it. Okay. So, so uh, uh, a, a woman who needs no introduction, as, as it says, uh, our executive director and founder of ICDC is Diane Ray. You know, uh, I'm not trying to be apologetic to the mayor, by no means, or to the city council, but this is a difficult time. Uh, and so, uh, what, what's happening here is that uh, not only, uh, they normally meet on Wednesdays, but now they meet on Thursday, they meet on Tuesday, uh, because of performance reviews for their staff. And the city manager has so much power, it doesn't have the utmost power, all the power, but that the city council does appoint people in particular, they hire part people in particular. And in addition to that, uh, and you might say, why is it so necessary? Because as, as, as uh, Reverend really indicated, we have, this is a difficult time for many of our families in this city. 
And so uh, the government has come uh, at this time to declare this area as a disaster area. And uh, Adams, much of his district is underwater. Uh, Councilman uh, Adam Valdezio. So we're very blessed that we're not underwater. Uh, and, uh, and but but we could have been. Let me go on and, and give my presentation uh, because we're certainly so glad that Johnny. I'm so glad to see you beyond a Zoom call. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so uh, uh, it's just so very helpful to see people in person. Thank you all for being with us today as ICDC unveils another tool in our arsenal to fight economic and social injustice. The South Dallas Trail Park Inner City Community Development Corporation continues its mission of building lives and revitalizing neighborhoods with several ongoing initiatives. Some of you might know about us, but some of you might not. These initiatives include building over 250 homes, providing much needed home ownership opportunities, building an, an office complex for commercial and retail development, creating a business incubator center to support the growth of new and existing businesses, building a healthcare facility, across the street there and developing a partnership with Dallas College to provide work training programs from the South Dallas Training Center that's also located on ICDC's campus behind us. And of course you are located in a building that we developed and built in year 2000. Now with this generous donation of over $130,000, thank you, sir, <laughs> from Green Mountain Energy Sun Club, we installed our new powerful solar array of 15.8 kilowatts. That will offset 78% of the building's energy needs, making ICDC a green, sustainable energy organization right here in sunny South Dallas. <laughs> I will buy green, of course. <laughs> so, stakeholders like Green Mountain Energy and locally, Tracy Wallace of Green Careers, Dallas, thank you for all what you have done and continue to do. This partnership enabled us to provide free green construction training which is creating for graduates like Kara who gainfully employed who is gainfully employed in the green construction industry with Skygate owned by uh, Mark McCullum who was in uh, the installer for our array. This jump to solar is not just to reduce our dependence upon the utility grid. More importantly flipping this switch benefits the entire community that we serve by using less fossil fuel and reducing pollutants and greenhouse gas emissions that come from non-green construction. We're especially proud to be a leader in the South Dallas Fairport communities to confront racial, to, to confront environmental racial injustice. 
by switching to solar power, ICDC joins the fight to confront global warming and promote climate change. ICDC wants to model the type of businesses we want built in District 7. We know that none of this would have come, come as quickly without Green Mountain's energy donation and our local stakeholders' contributions. With that being said, we are so pleased that we live in a city where the mayor and council members are as concerned about sustainable energy as ICDC is. And so to that end, I give you the honor of Alabama's Uh, when we talk about environmental sustainability, a lot of people seem to believe that uh, black people uh, do not conserve, they're not, they're not involved with environmental justice, they're not concerned about the environment, when that's totally wrong, it's totally wrong because when it comes down to it, black people are the ones, and I'm just speaking to black people here, I'm not, because this is what, what's been told. It's been said that black people don't care about that. They, they say that helping the environment is basically a white middle class thing. Wrong. Black people don't. Uh, they, they, they're not green. No, no, we are. We've always been green. It's, it's about conserving. I'll give you a couple examples on this, and Remy can help me out on this. Remy, he's a young dude. He don't he don't know the kind of stuff that I know. But I recall back in the day when people used to go collect aluminum cans before everyone had these these bottles, these plastic bottles. They still do it, right? But whatever. But 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 most of all, we've converted now to plastic, plastic soda, soda bottles. You know that's what we do. But before that, you, you could always see in the hood, you would always see somebody walking around collecting cans. But yet, I'm glancing over here at Remy because Remy's over here, stage left. But yet it's been said that black people don't do that. Well, we do that. Now, when it comes down to bottles and plastic bottles and things, I, I, I do that at my home. I I collect paper and whatever paper I have, you know, you have the paper drive. You have less paper now because everyone is on these things. So they don't subscribe to the newspaper. So you don't see a lot of paper drives now because there's no paper to, to recycle. So we, we're recycling now differently now. And this is one of the ways we can be environmental sustainability it means you you don't use a lot of stuff. Well, one of the ways you could be environmental sustainability is is obviously not use and obviously uh, to uh, recycle what you have. In South Dallas, ICDC, they're, they're taking a neighborhood that some people used to, that's the word they use, they call blighted. They always call it blighted when the area is underserved. And the area is normally underserved because the city underserves it.
because you as a citizen can't fix a pothole. It's the city that fixes the pothole. But if they don't serve the, the city, the city doesn't serve the neighborhood, and the pothole grows, then when somebody drives through, they blame the citizens who live there by saying, you got some raggedy streets. The citizens in the neighborhood don't have raggedy streets. The city has the raggedy streets because they have the infrastructure in southern Dallas and in other portions of the city. It seems to be that these things are not served correctly until the neighborhood changes a certain way. Now, when I drive through Oak Cliff, I see some neighborhoods that's well served, and I see some other neighborhoods that aren't. And I drive through certain parts of Dallas, I see these panels on the sides, on the roofs, where solar energy is at. Well, I see DC will be one of those places in southern Dallas where they'll have sustainability because they will have solar panels. And if you're in certain zip codes, they can get certain zip codes. Check it out. Read it again. Certain zip codes. Read it again. That's like redlining, isn't it? Certain neighborhoods. You can get solar panels for reduced price or free. Go figure. I thought redlining was done. But when we talk about our city and when we talk about environmental justice and we talk about environmental sustainability, we need people at City Hall that can vouch for its citizens. Remy, I think you got that clip now where we pick up where Councilman Adam Basildo. You had it on pause? Oh, yes, sir. Let's roll with it. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. And thank you, Honorable Ragsdale. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to uh, say thank you for uh, having me to be a part of this celebration. Um, and this is flipping the switches is uh, incredible, not only for ICDC, just as mentioned, but it's incredible for the southern sector as a whole, not just South Dallas Fair Park. Um, this is uh, speaking to racial environmental justice. This is speaking to CCAP goals uh, that we have, we have dependency uh, needs. In um, southern Dallas, we've got a lot of older infrastructure. We've got a lot of needs, and we're going to need to shed some of the load on uh, the energy dependency here in the southern sector so that we don't have much of an impact whenever uh, those uh, circumstances come up that we saw happen last year. So I'm um, just happy more than anything to be here as a supporter um, and always a supporter of ICDC and uh, the work that uh, you all do for our community. And, um, and, and this is exciting. I'm, I'm always excited to see any green efforts. Uh, thank you to Green Mountain for y'all's um, uh, uh, contribution to make this happen. And I just can't wait for, uh, for the excitement that everyone's going to have to see these uh, solar panels in South Dallas. Uh, and instead of uh, only seeing them on the rooftops in other parts of the city of Dallas, uh, like we've been used to for so long. So it's setting a precedent that I hope we can continue to maintain and sustain going forward. Thank you. Thank you. Was saying earlier about, well, in certain areas, redlining. He, he said everything that I just said, did he, Remy? 
everything pretty much he said everything in, in certain areas of town and and he, you know what he was saying you know exactly what he was saying but this is where we at you know we we have to be about equality and equity and equality and equity is not just things about race it's about how you treat everybody equal and this is the simplest thing being able to have solar heat in the winter time and to cut your electric bills down that's what that's about where we appear to have redlining uh, when it comes down to whether or not the government will give you a discount on having a solar panel or giving the solar panels free and a friend of mine had said that again she said black people in in south dallas can't afford solar panels what do you mean they can't afford solar panels if they're giving them away free then how can you not afford free if they're giving them discounted how can you not afford a discount you can have solar panels I've driven throughout the cities and I've seen solar panels up on houses. It's going to come a time in which it should be in which we should have solar panels throughout. That's that's the way of the world. I mean, you know, it used to be a time in which people didn't have uh, bathrooms that were inside. And then it became plumbing, it became part of your house. Now it's like they had the census and they said, well, if you had a radio, then we put you on this part of the census. How many people have radios? Now, how many people have flat screen TVs? Everyone has a, basically have a flat screen TV. Solar panels should be just like a flat screen TV. Because it's hot out here. Hey, that's the sound, right? But, you know, it's really hot. 100 degree temperatures and it's not going to change solar panels the grid now I'm not going to make this a political statement though easily I could but we have to create our own grid I'm going to get some solar panels myself I'm, I'm going to have to I'm, a, I'm not trusting you know they said don't trust the government well I don't trust the grid, because when it was cold, I was supposed to be hot. And when it's hot, I'm supposed to be cold. And that's where we're at. But I'm glad ICDC has that, because they're doing great works in sunny South Dallas. And we as a people, African Americans, black people, Americans as a whole, we have to be green because we only have this one planet. We only have one. No one's in a spaceship going out of space to live. They're going on spaceships to go into space and then come right back down just to experience, you know, lack of gravity and then come back and then they talk about how cool it was. But nobody's actually living there. Not yet. But where we're living at now, we have to be 
conservative with the way we treat this planet, Mother Earth. And what's happening over in sunny South Dallas is good. We're going to play some music, and when we come back, we're going to close out. It's 537. Uh, we're going to play some music for a second or two. And uh, do you have some Jeff Acock there again? I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure you... Just the one I played last time. The one you played the last time. Yes, motion. Huh? Yeah, Jeff Acock motion. Yeah, you have it. Yes, you, and Facebook ain't going to trip with us on that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, nah, you're not sure. No, you got some what? Marlon Jackson. Marlon Jackson? Man, he, all right, he must have been on IG with me last week. But we'll be right back after this music. What do you think of it so far, man? It's good so far. Yeah, you probably can't hear him, but he says it's good so far, you know. But, you know, he should always have his mic open because I'm going to kick it off to him from time to time. There it is right there. Get the mic. So that being said, there you go. I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna tell you what, what, uh, <laughs> what Robert Ashley told me when I was over at KHBN. He said, you're on real radio now. <laughs> So, you know, this is what we're doing as we do our closing on this. I'd like to thank you for for uh, uh, pr producing the show, man. I really do, man. I would like to thank you for that. I'd like to also thank uh, uh, City Council woman. I always refer to a City Council woman as Diane Ragsdale. It's like once the City Council woman, always a City Council woman. She's always done a great job. In my uh, master's capstone on Dallas civil rights, I've I uh, talked about how she was uh, instrumental in Dallas. So, uh, Remy, you mic'd up now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're mic'd up. Okay. Yes, sir. All right, man. So, uh, this is how we normally do the show. I'm going to sh share this with the folks that are listening in. Okay. So, okay. you could go ahead and, and, and follow suit as well. How we do the show is that this radio show is based upon giving you the information in Dallas, in Dallas-Fort Worth. And uh, throughout the world, we, we, as a matter of fact, I'm holding up this book here, Dear Barack, uh, in which uh, we had uh, an interview with Claudia Clark. She called in from Skype from Berlin, Germany. So when I say this radio show is the best radio show from Como to the Congo, I'm serious about what I'm talking about. I, I'm, this is what I'm doing. So this is, this is it. This is game seven for me on this. So... Uh, what we do is we start this show off on Instagram, IG. We do a promo on, on IG, and then we do the main body of the show here on Facebook Live, 
and then we close it off on uh, Instagram as well. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Eggrade1906. Follow us there. And also uh, follow us on uh, IG, Eggrade1906 as well. You, you Do you follow me, Remy, on those? Well, yes, sir. I believe on Facebook and Instagram as well. If you not, do? I'll check. And I'll yeah, if I'll not, then you're fired. <laughs> you can't do my show. It's a condition of employment. You, you have to follow me. I need to see at least one more on there. And I need you to go ahead and join as well. Up at the top, this scrolling right here. Watch how I do this, Remy. Watch. Okay. See, watch. Look. At the top, right there. <laughs> Now watch. I'm gonna look at this right here on here, and see how it shows. It's that 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 scroll which it says the commission radio show with Ed Gray. And uh, hey, we want you to go ahead and contribute to uh, Gray Vision 2020, and and that way we'll be able to put this show on the air because we uh, we uh, have several platforms uh, uh, that we put this on. We put it on uh, also Spotify. Hey, did you check the Spotify out, man? It's updated. Yes, sir. It's updated. We got all the Spotify updated, and also we put it on Roku as well. So uh, this show will be on Spotify and Roku as well. So share that with others as well, and we'll have it on Twitter as well. So that's it. So uh, thank you for tuning in to the Commission Radio Show. Last but not least, last, we're going to go out with that Jeff Acock music, and hopefully... Uh, they won't go ahead and try to slap us around. But, you know, I got back at Facebook. I told them this was a news program. I'm not just playing music. This is actual news. So we want you to share this as well. Get this viewership up and running so we can go ahead and give you more quality uh, information. Uh, but you got Jeff Acock. We'll roll out with Jeff Acock. Yes, sir. And then we'll... Uh, Jeff Aycock, motion. All right, Jeff Aycock, we have our own music that we have produced and also permission from the uh, artist itself. So if you have your own music out there, you want the commission to play it, hey, give me a call. Send it to me. We'll see you guys back next week. And I'm on my way to see South Oak Cliff in Duncanville. Hey, that's right. See you guys later. And... Tibodos. Hey, play Tibodos Drop and see my man over at Tibodos as well. Looking at you in South Dallas and Oak Cliff. All right, see you guys next week.